0: Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Lights Breakfast. And today we're with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Azman. But, you know what sort of behavior pattern um, from our kids may point to attachment issues being present? Mm. So I think the, the most glaring is if the child finds it very difficult to be parted from you or from any of the primary caregivers, so out of that clinginess. And while that is developmentally appropriate, when the child usually hits about like a year to a year and a half old, you kind of see the child who previously loved being passed around the room now kind of become a lot clingier. That is age appropriate and nothing to be concerned about. But I think that once the child edges towards, I think about three, I would say, is when you would kind of expect them to be a little bit more curious about their environment. Um, And usually the age where maybe kids will start play school and things like that. And so if you're having a child who's consistently struggling with being parted from you in the very basic form, just when you drop them off at school or if they're staying with someone else for a little bit and you have to run an errand. um, But in extreme form, I have some parents who say that the child gets an inconsolable when mom goes to the bathroom, right? So just out of sight, Um, that's a really big, um, red flag or a first indicator that the child might have attachment issues. Um, on the flip side, right, so that's kind of what we we often associate with out of attachment anxiety. There are also cases where a child, due to attachment issues, is very, very, um, what's the word I'm going for? Oblivious is not the right word, but just very, just doesn't care um, about the parent's presence, right? So in child development, ambivalent. ambivalent, thank you, that was the word, yes. So, you know, that is also a red flag, whether the child just couldn't care less really if you walk in and out of the room or doesn't even recognize your presence you could leave them somewhere unattended for hours on end and they don't come looking for you this is a, also could be something that could be perceived as as an attachment issue so one of the two are the things i tell parents to look for and you know of those i mean is there a base root of what those two extremes of the issue are about mm-hmm. so there's an understanding in psychology that children bond with their caregivers and caregivers often being their parents at birth, right? And when that bonding fails to take place, either due to, I mean, nowadays, there's a lot of different family structures, sometimes the child is unable to bond appropriately with their parents during that critical period. Um, and this is sort of like from infancy to sort of like the early first or second year of life, very much in those first few months. Um, and if they're not able to do that appropriately, then the brain kind of has a bit of an atypical way of attaching to these people, right? So there's different types of bonding, right? There is the secure attachment, which is kind of what we want, and the gold standard, which is that the child does love you <laughs> and want you around um, and <laughs> tend to cry appropriately when you leave, but is, is, is consoled when you come back. So what is, I guess, more um, uh, typical? But then there's also two other types of attachment, which is a little bit more atypical or what we kind of don't want to see in children. Um, and this can come, again, from just when kids are not able to bond appropriately. At a very basic level, why are some children clingier, if that's even a word, uh, than Hmm. others? So I think it comes from that sense of reassurance, right? So if, say, for example, the child um, has been exposed to many incidences where they might have been left unattended for extended periods of time, like I said, you know, if they have very busy parents or um, if, you know, I've had some kids that I've worked with where due to the parents' obligations, they were kind of left with caregivers like nannies for hours and hours on end, they were even, some of them were even left alone at home for hours on end while moms and dads had things that they had to do. And so when they are kind of raised in an environment or they've had multiple uh, situations where um, they weren't able to get that sense of security and reassurance, right? So when they were afraid of something, when they were unwell, when they were um, surprised by something um, and there wasn't that person there to reassure them and provide that support and that, you know, comfort, um, it does make them extremely anxious, right? So, and that happens to, to anyone, right? So it's kind of, imagine like, you know, if we got, if we got left in a place that we weren't um, familiar with, without kind of having people to help us or people that we can refer to, that makes us all rather uncomfortable as adults. So for children, you know, their world, I mean, you, their world revolves around you, because they don't have as many environments to interact with as we do as adults, right? We have work, we have social circles, we have other things. But with kids, it's basically just the home when they're toddlers, right? They don't even have school until they're at a certain age. So I think that a lot of that clinginess and that neediness comes from that sense of anxiety because they haven't, ha- had, they haven't had the adequate reassurance because either they just haven't had access to it or there have been multiple incidences where they weren't able to be comforted. But yeah, that's usually why I see kids being a lot needier. Of course, there are personality traits where some kids um, might be more attached than others. I think some parents have said that depending on birth order, they see that happening more in some kids versus others. But I think primarily it comes comes from that sense of reassurance. Now, I know that I did this part all wrong. Um, (laughs) So maybe you can tell us what's the proper way to help our kids adjust to periods of temporary separation with our children, be it bedtimes, which was Mm. my big issue, Mm -hmm. or going to kindy, whatever Mm -hmm. the situation may be. I think it boils down to kind of weaning them to that right I think that when it comes to I it's, it's crazy I'm 34 years old and yet I still remember this like it was yesterday the first day I was dropped off at kindergarten I was two and it was my mom dropping me at the door and then being told by the teachers to get in the car and leave right and I remember just sitting there screaming my head off because I'm like wait hang on why are you leaving and I think that it's it's that sense that you know you kind of went from zero to 100. So I think that it's always good to kind of wean that in, right? For example, with bedtime, right? If you're starting to want your child to sleep in their own bedroom, then what you should probably do is to kind of work up to that. So the first couple of weeks, you might want to be there until your child falls asleep. Then this, once they get really comfortable with that, then you kind of change that up by having, you know, being there up until a certain point of time, and then maybe stepping off the bed and sitting on the floor or sitting on a chair or something that's away from their bed. So they know that you're in the room, but you're not, Physically beside them. Once they've gotten used to that, you kind of maybe sit out in the corridor with the door open so they can see you, but you're not physically in the room. So you're kind of weaning them to that sense of independence. So you're showing their brain that all these moments where, oh my God, I'm alone. Oh my God, mom's not around is something that's, oh, it's okay. It's fine. Right. So you're kind of giving them those training wheels. And same goes with school. Right. So if you're going to want your child to be completely independent, you might want to start with maybe like a trial period where you. You go to the school together and you spend maybe an hour or two there. Most play schools will do this now. So I think that kind of weaning them to that is a lot gentler on them and it helps them build independence and self-confidence knowing that they can do it versus just kind of going like, okay, as of tomorrow, you're being dumped at the school by yourself. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, you're going to have to figure that out. So I would recommend just kind of doing that very, very slowly, you know, and uh, this is actually very relevant to COVID. A lot of things that parents are telling me is that uh, kids are developing a lot of attachment when it comes to strangers, because they, especially toddlers, they've spent most of their life indoors with you guys in lockdown. They don't know how to interact with new people. And so parents will report that these kids will cling to them like koala bears and don't really, are really terrified over being around people. So what I would recommend to people is to not take your child out of that environment because you are just feeding into that fear and that anxiety. You want to sit there with them on their lap, play with some stuff with them there. You want to expose them to the fact that there's nothing to be afraid of. So I think that just being in the room and allowing your child to explore with you there as a safety net is a really, really good way to kind of introduce kids to that. What happens for the Mm. people who have already got the anxiously attached, ambivalent or clingy child and Mm. maybe they've handled things uh, not quite as well as, you know, they might have. So how do you remedy that and how do you make them feel safe and loved from that point on? I feel that there really is no time limit on when you rectify things that you feel are problematic, right? I mean, that's kind of the foundation of therapy, right? Mm. Is believing that you can fix things no matter how old. So I think that if you feel like you've said, you've kind of identified some things that then, then start with with what I've mentioned. Right. So go back and undo all the things that you feel you've done wrong. So if you are the kind type of parent who is more hands off, make an effort to be a little bit more hands on. Now, if you have a teenager, they'll fight back because they'll just be like, you know, why? Right. Yeah, uh, in get out yeah. of my face. Get out of my face. But I think that it's about, you know, uh, ensuring that you can still provide that safety net if you feel that that was something that the child desperately needs, even if the child fights back, because remember that the fighting back isn't necessarily due to them disagreeing but probably due to the fact they've acclimatized to it right so they they're fighting back or they're pushing back because it's it's them protecting themselves as well i don't want to allow myself to get into a position where i need you and depend on you because that wasn't available before so it could be a defense mechanism that they're that they're acting on so I think that if you see um especially like with with teenagers when you start seeing their friendship patterns and relationship patterns become quite dysfunctional because of that right then have chats with your children right and be like you know I've, I've kind of noticed that you get really anxious when your friends don't text you back does that bother you you can still kind of pick up on these things and kind of understand where your child is coming from you know and then go well you know I want you to know that you know maybe there's a way for us to to deal with that right so when your friends don't text is there anything that they're doing that's giving you the impression they're mad at you, right? Have your child kind of work through that, right? Um, Because, you know, when it comes to kids, their brains are still growing. There's still a huge potential to help address these things, but it's probably the brain has come up with a program that's worked for them because of the attachment style that they developed growing up. So definitely still possible to address.